Now, let's all just laugh. Let's all just laugh. <laughs> So the other day I was like surfing on a board and then I fell off. Yeah, and scraped my knee. You scraped your knee? What on a fucking seashell? Yeah. Are we are we rolling? Yeah, it's rolling. Welcome, people of the internet, to the inaugural episode of Auditory Hallucinations, the Windshake Podcast. <laughs> yeah. What is our aim? Well, I've been thinking... I've been thinking recently, like what I was mentioning to you. The death of the rock star. The death of the rock star. The de- uh, like, the the death of the rock star. As in, like... Like, I've been thinking that there's, like, two meanings to it. Without trying to get too philosophical. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there is, though, because it's like, how many people have died in the past like year from well, that period? Like Robbie Robson the other day. Like, how did you actually feel about that when you saw Robbie Robson had died? Or not, you just, not that surprised, because... That, like, that stands different. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't surprised, because he was 80, wasn't he? And... Uh, I like the band. Mainly, I know the last Waltz film, but like, it, it, I don't listen. I'm not a fan enough to have been like really caught up about it. Yeah, I thought it was a shame. I, th- I see it as an opportunity to celebrate. Yeah, their work in some way, you know, put on a song of theirs. It's like that. That's the weird thing, though. When like. When there's musicians that you like, yeah, and then they die, yeah, it's like, is it like, like, do you really care, or was it just like, oh no, they're they're dead because I like their music, but you don't know that, like, obviously you don't know the person. No, I don't know. Like, I was pretty sad when Chris Squire from Yes died. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, because I... Yes are literally my favorite band, so. That was like I feel like if you're if you're a, if you're a fan enough of a band that you watch all of their interviews, you start to actually you start to build a sense in your head of what that person would have been like, and you mm. get attached to this image, which is I have never met the guy. I have no idea what Chris Squire would have been like as a mm. person, but like we have an idea in our heads of what Paul McCartney, for example is like as a person and you like start reading up about their lives and yeah so like when he goes i know i'll be fucking devastated yeah and yeah just when it's kind of like for me like what when like when when robbie robertson i saw that he died like i saw the news on instagram yeah i did feel a bit strange. Like, I had, like, a wee... I don't know, I can't describe the feeling, but I 
Yeah. It wasn't like a feeling that I had consciously like put on myself. Yeah. It was kind of just a natural feeling of like, whoa, that man's music has had a lot of impact on me. Yeah. And now he's not on the planet anymore. But I wasn't necessarily thinking about him every day anyway. <laughs> it's just kind of like, oh, now he's gone. Yeah. There'll be no like, yeah, there'll be no more words from that person anymore. Yeah. They've left. I don't know. I think it also depends on like what kind of, what kind of, what kind of work they're making when, just before they died. Do you know what I mean? Like when David Bowie died, he literally just released Black Star. Yeah. Which. That's kind of I, like a swan song album, isn't it? Yeah. That subsequently sort of came out that that was what it was about. But I just remember being really excited that he was releasing new music and that it was experimental and interesting and then he died so like that that that's like will you uh, get we like you were into bowie before that though weren't you yeah i was into bowie before yeah i was because a lot of people like mainly on the internet i hear people complaining about this yeah where it's just like oh david bowie's just died like only now you're listening to his music yeah it's like i've never saw a problem like that if someone dies and then you get into their music because you're seeing them in the headlines ever and you're like, hang on, who is David Bowie? Yeah. Like, maybe I should check him out. If you then go into his music, like personally, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that at all. I think there's a lot of gatekeeping with music. Like, oh, if, if you weren't there, you're a fake fan. Or if, like, if you weren't listening to it before that. Whereas yeah. I think ultimately music is there to be enjoyed. And if you enjoy that, if that's the way that you discover the artist, I don't yeah. see anything wrong with that. Having said that, what I do think is a bit annoying is when people start uploading tributes to people who they've never listened to and then never will listen to them again <laughs> and then start going on about, oh, they were such an icon. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. Like, I definitely got more into David Bowie when he died, but that might not that might not have been because of his death. Yeah. Like, that could have just... like. It could have just aligned with his death. I mean, yeah. Going like going back to the initial point, there's the death of the rock star in terms of literally people who were rock stars dying because they're getting old. And there's going to be a... Like, not to just interrupt your point, but in like the next 30 years, maybe even less, there's going to be... No musicians really from that generation. No. Unless they outlive us. Well, Keith Richards. <laughs> yeah. He's an exception. Yeah. But yeah, the yeah. But as well as that, there's the there's the there's the there's this there's the phasing out of the icon that is the rock star, the social character of the rock star. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I know this is a kind. I think I know that this is a point of contention, and people have said Arctic Monkeys are the last great guitar band, and we both disagree with that. But I would say that Alex Turner is the last rock star. Because <laughs> I, I yeah I get, but it's like what yeah, but then like what is a rock star though, isn't it? Because well, you could you, say Billie Eilish is a rock star or Justin Bieber. I'd say it's morphed. I'd say that the the place that the rock star held in society in the 70s has been taken over by people like Billie Eilish or Lady Gaga or 
Kanye West for all his sins, you know what I mean, of an icon who makes music that people follow and have a sort of cult of personality. But the actual last person who I think has the qualities of a rock star that would remind you of, you know, Mick Jagger, Lou Reed, Jimmy Page, etc. I think the last person who does that is Alex Turner. What about Mac DeMarco? Show him the drumstick up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not being a rock star, that's being a weirdo. Sorry, Mac. It's, it's not. It's not a weirdo, but like it's. It's definitely extreme behavior. But like extreme. <laughs> but like, I don't. I don't know. To be honest, I don't know what context he did. He the the aforementioned shoving in. From what he said was, I think he was hanging off the rafters of a gig. Yeah, and then I think either he got his drummer or he shoved the drumstick up his ass. But I mean, he said you've got to wow the crowd somehow. Yeah, it's definitely wowing the crowd, but it's not like... This opens up another can of worms. It's not like being cool, but then again, you can say what is being cool. But then, like, what? Ozzy Osbourne was considered a rock star for eating a bat's head. Yeah. Which is kind of in the same terrain as shoving a drumstick up your ass. I mean, I'd say that McNamara's music isn't rock, but then again, I've only heard Salad Days, so I may be speaking from ignorance when I say that. I don't know, like... He's not really in the mainstream either, is he? Matt no, but he's like the the indie prince or whatever they call him. He's he, he's like like it's just it's just because I'm trying to th- like I'm trying to think like when yeah. you're like Alex Turner's the lo- the last rock star. I'm trying to think of other people who I think like oh yeah they're kind of like a rock star. And the more I say rock star, I just feel like it's a like a cheesy term, a dumb term. Yeah, I mean. I think the rocks, the whole rock star thing. I think Alex Turner, he approaches it in such a sort of meta way, like he's aware. Well, now he just sounds like a fucking. Oh, the stars are lighting up. <laughs> I think he's aware of all the cliches of of being a rock star, because you see that speech of him in twenty thirteen or fourteen at the British Awards when they got the award for AM, and he's going, that old rock and roll that won't die out and whatever. And it's like he's, it's almost like he's deliberately inhabiting the cliches of the rock star as a sort of theatre thing. Yeah. I don't know. Even in his lyrics, like he literally sings, Maybe I Was a Little Too Wild in the 70s. Like I think he's, he's making like an, was, an ironic reference to people that he, would actually say something like that in an interview. He wasn't even born in the 70s, was he? I don't believe so, no. <laughs> I like that lyric though. It's quite cool. Yeah, I think I think the reason why it would appeal to someone like you is because you know what he's referring to. So I don't have a fucking clue what he's referring to. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I get it. Like I get it's. I I just see it as like a like a joke. I do. Yeah, that's yeah. But you get what he's joking about. I don't know. The like. The nineties seemed to be like a period as well where like they had their last like wave of so called rock stars. Yeah. I know you were saying Alex like Alex Turner's like early two thousands Nebel. Yeah. And it's like what about like maybe you can't be a rock star in our day and time? Well, 
I don't know. Like, I think... Like, not to say... Like, I, I, I just hate the word rock star now, because we said it so much. Yeah. This is going to happen <laughs> if we're discussing a theme for an extended period of time. But, like, I think... I think the thing is that people nowadays... The, like, the world has changed, and a lot of the behaviours of rock stars, as 20-something-year-old musicians we look at, and we think, I don't want to live like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like... Being a rock star, it's a lot of the behaviors of it is it, it's idiotic. Do you know what I mean? Like smashing up a hotel room. I I don't I don't <laughs> I don't know. I've never been in a position where I would have had the possibility to do that, but I don't think I would do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, uh. I I don't know. Like like a lot of the the seventies rock stars objectively were doing pretty questionable stuff well like, that that rolling stones documentary the one cocksucker blues yeah yeah the that like it's it seemed contrived a lot like when when it came to like the smashing up tvs and stuff it's like they yeah. were just doing it as in like right we got to put in the shift we've got to put in the task <laughs> we're just picking up a tv and then throwing it off a balcony yeah it looked like they didn't even want to be doing it but like the, well there's that as well but there but like also like the scenes on the plane objectively like Anybody who watches that now, yeah, for people who don't know what we're referring to, it's basically a sort of well, l- look it up to be honest. It's a it's pretty dark, isn't it? It's 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 you can say it was a different time, but it's it's yeah, it's it, it's not something that anybody would would do nowadays and get away with it. Do you know what I mean? You'd probably be arrested and or cancelled. Yeah. You would. It's, but it's also I like would, in our day and time, like anyone, like can be famous. Maybe not in the old sense of being famous. Yeah. But like, you can like, you can like become really yeah. known around the world for just making spaghetti, doing a handstand. Yeah, well, that that's the whole thing. on TikTok. That's the thing about the internet is that you can have celebrity for nothing. You don't have to have a talent to be celebrated. You just have to do something that makes people laugh in the right place and time. Or they are talents, but it's just people showing the most obscure niche talents. I don't know. Like, it's it. I remember first being aware of it when the whole YouTuber thing came to prominence in the early 2010s like people like Zoella and Marcus Butler and all, all of that KSI all, all, all of that well KSI is a gamer isn't he yeah but he's at, still a YouTuber at least that's a niche but like the people like the, the British YouTubers the daily vloggers they literally did nothing of note it's like you get million views for doing a chubby buddy challenge and you're getting a house paid like like you have money to buy a house off doing that and i think people... there's something comfortable about though about watching vloggers just watching other people live their life i don't know what like i guess i found comfort in it sometimes but i guess that's why people would watch it this might sound like an extreme sort of thing to say but like 50 years ago people idolized john lennon and he had a message like now not nowadays but but when they were in prominence people were idolizing them for absolutely nothing do you know what i mean I know that there's always been 
What people were idolizing John Lennon for absolutely nothing. No, no, no. no. What, what I mean is, like, people idolized John Lennon because he was a songwriter and he was an artist and he had a message. And when people listened to him, they got a message which made them think about the meaning of life or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, whereas people who follow YouTubers, it's not making them think about anything other than just observing somebody else's take on the banality that they get from their own life. Do you know what I mean? I did. Yeah, I get what you mean, but I did watch, I, I did used to watch this vlogger who, or blogger, whatever they're called, like the yeah. people that just film their life every day. Same. On YouTube. But there was this guy that <laughs> never missed a day. Yeah. And then he got diagnosed. Yeah. Uh, with a brain tumour. And then he yeah. filmed his own surgery while he's having his brain tumour removed. And like that could be kind of like some sort of message. It is. As in like to inspire people. Because it could be like, oh my God, look at this guy. Like he's, he's, he's going through some sort of hell right now. Like he's, he's that... going through surgery right now, getting his brain tumour removed and he's actually yeah. showing the world... Now that is a good point. It because I think that's that's another thing though is that extraordinary things happen to to normal people, but a daily vlogger showing a normal life if something extraordinary happens to them like that, then suddenly you're being exposed to it. I don't know. I think pe- like I know that I'm like this, right? Like sometimes. Maybe I always don't want to be, like, bombarded with, like, philosophy or big messages or... No. Like, sometimes it is just good to watch, like, Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Entertainment is is cool. I'm not slating that. I think different people find entertainment from different things. Like, I get entertainment from watching interviews with Liam Gallagher, and he's not talking (laughs) about anything significant. Do you know what I mean? So I think we 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 all choose our fiction to follow do you know what i mean not fiction but i like yeah like the the, the, there probably is people that are like rock stars now as well they're remnant that like they're kind of like reminiscent of people from the past yeah but maybe we just don't know about them like there's there's a lot of if you want to get like brutal about it yeah a lot of the young american rappers over the past like five or ten years they're all like dying of drug overdoses before they get to the age of like 20 yeah and like you could say all that they're rock stars they're just partying doing drugs making music they're not rock stars because they don't they're not in rock bands they've taken they they might i get i know i think i know what you're getting like they've taken the place that the rock stars used to have because they're famous musicians living extreme lives so i guess that there'd be an equivalent yeah because i don't really think of a rock star as just someone who made rock even though like it's like sometimes i see like actors as rock stars in a way yeah when they're living that sort of high life i don't know i think like that's the thing is like rock star in itself it seems an outdated term yeah. and even rock if we're going to get brutal about it some people would scream blue murder about about people who say rock is dead but i think rock it might as well be dead rock because it served its purpose like it, i i i know i'm i probably am pretty jaded about yeah. it but if if rock 
if the only rock there is is people like Greta Van Fleet who are just copying the past yeah. and bringing nothing new to it, let it die. And it like, could also just mean like rock could just be dead. Like rock, whatever the fuck rock is, yeah, could just be dead. As in like that was just a thing from the past, and now is something different and yeah. something new. Even if people now are still playing kind of like rock music. Like King Gizzard, for example. But they're not... That's the thing. Like, but like they, they've it taken, could be like a new thing, if you know right. They've, it they've it taken doesn't... the arrangement tools of rock. They've taken electric guitars and drums. They've taken the, the sonic format of rock. But it's not rock. Black Midi aren't a rock band. But... But they're using rock instrumentation. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. But that's that's kind of what I mean. It's just stop trying to follow this dream of it has to be rock. Like Pete... Like, I think people like King Gizzard or Black Midi, they 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 pick up where Rock left off in a weird way. I don't know. But like I, I I could see like everyone calls like if we're just on about it musically. Yeah. Like when you were saying oh Alex Turner's the last rock star. Yeah. If you're on about that just musically, then I would fucking argue that King Gizzard's music's just as rock, or even more so than Arctic Monkey's music, has uh, ever been or ever was. I'd say AM was rock. I don't think Tranquility Base of the Car is. Yeah, that, that's why the, the, we're just digging ourselves into a deep, we're, deep we're fucking hole. Digging here. ourselves into a hole because there is no such thing as a universal truth. <laughs> we're just two people sat here talking into a microphone about the way we see things. And that could change... And that's only informed by what we know and what we've seen, which is limited. Yeah. But th- th- I think there is definitely, like... There is, like... It- it's not the same, is it? And we weren't even alive in them times to, like, measure... No. Or, like, compare. That's the thing. We've been sold a retrospective dream. Which has been presented to us by magazines and documentaries. And old men being like, oh, I fucking had a great time in the 70s. Yeah, but also <laughs> old, also the same old gentleman that I believe you're referring to will be like, this is a guy that we know, he'll be like... Who's uh, Steve? Yeah, oh, yeah, from Electric Ladyland. He'll, he'll be like, he'll talk about the 70s in a way that, we, like, like, we have this romanticised idea that people listen to LPs the whole way through. And yeah. like, cause, cause every documentary you watch about the LP, people are always on about. You bought the LP, man. You walk back through. I'm gonna yeah. cut that out. That was pointless. You see, you see, <laughs> you, you see, in, in. you see in documentaries, people being like, "Oh yeah, you bought the album and you listened to the whole thing." But Steve, he was like, "No, I was around. We just put on one track." Do you know what I mean? I think like we. Well, kind he's of, not selling you the dream, Steve is. Or... No, he's not, because he was actually there. Like, do you remember that time we went mm-hmm. to his house and, and you, you asked him, didn't you just listen to the whole album? He's like, no, I've never listened to the whole album. Yeah, but that could just be Steve. That could just be Steve. But it's like some people all But I've that. got this idea yeah. in my head that everybody was sat there in silence, smoking weed, listening to an album side at a time. But when you hear people from that generation talk about some of the stories, sometimes when they told me the stories, they're kind of like selling me the retrospective dream yeah. Without actually trying to do that, but I'm just infatuated by what they're saying. Yeah. So I'm being like, 
fed, like I'm being fed this dream that they're, they're not even realizing yeah. they're giving me. Like I met this old woman, I don't remember where, but she was just kind of telling me a story of that uh, when bringing her all back home came out in like 965, I think. Yeah. That everyone on her street, like all her friends, she's only like nine or ten at the time. Yeah. Like they all kind of like, like one of them got the LP and then like they like all snuck out of their house tonight and then went to one of their friends like basements and like lit candles and just put her on and listened to it all. Yeah. But she was just telling me that story that as if like it was an actual story in her life. And I was just like, whoa, that sounds, that sounds fun. Yeah. But like my memories of things like that, like not things like that, but like, like for me, it was like knocking on my friend's house at like midnight, my next door neighbor being like, oh, the new Call of Duty zombie map is out. Yeah. And I've got this new gun. Like, I don't know what to do with it. And that was kind of a similar feeling to what probably she had. And people do it with albums now as well, I'm yeah. sure. Like, the. But even like the. Like, mi- music though. Like. We listen to it in a different way these days, I reckon. We do listen to it in a different way. But I remember when Cavalcade by Black Midi came out, I bought the CD the day before it, it its official release from Rough Trade, and we listened yeah. to it in the car on yeah. the day of release. And yeah. it, it was like, that was a moment which I'll remember for the rest of my life, because we were driving through abandoned quarries in Brecon, <laughs> listening to this new music yeah. by what was probably still is my favourite band of the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think people who care about music will still treat it as an almost ritual type thing. Yeah. If they're that way inclined. But it's also a ritual to stay up until twelve and then put on put on the like like listen to it on Spotify the moment mm. it comes out in your country. Like people yeah. do that as well. I think though like cause our relationship with phones it's not like like physically it's a stagnant relationship because you're either sitting there or lying there on your phone yeah but then mentally your brain is like you're never like on insta like i feel like most people they're like on instagram but then they're thinking like oh shit i need to like flick onto like tiktok or i need to like flick onto youtube yeah so it's kind of like sometimes if you're just sitting there on spotify you're listening to an album and you're like, shit, maybe I should like look at the hip hop genre uh, and see what albums I can listen to with that when you're like listening yeah. to an album. It's more fragmented. Yeah. I think that depends on what your personal relationship is to your phone. Because like Yeah, I guess. I listen to music on my phone, but I I consciously decide to try to listen to the whole album without being interrupted. But other people will just go on their phone anyway. Well, I was but, one of them people that just wouldn't succumb to no. the music straight or the streaming platforms not i don't know like it could have been an ego thing i don't know but it was mostly like i had i I still got a record player so i just religiously go and buy cds instead as like fuck spotify yeah or amazon like i'll just actually still listen to cds but then i give in like two years ago and it is just like 
it is better in a way, I think, because you've just got unlimited access. I think it has pros and cons. Yeah. I still buy CDs and I listen to music on streaming because for me, the ri- the, I keep saying ritual, but I guess it, it is, is a sort good. of ritual. Like The ritual for me, all my teenagers, was every Friday buy a CD and then spend the next week listening to that over and over again, pretty much. And that is a different way of listening to music than just putting on random songs. So, like, now I get the balance. Like, I'll decide an album to listen to on streaming. Mm. And, like, if I've bought the CD, I'll still end up listening to it on streaming. But, I don't know, like, like the, the pros of streaming is you can just check out an artist you've never listened to. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like... You can do that with CDs as well. You can do that, but you have to pay. I did that with... You have to pay for Spotify, but it's not the same. Is it? It's not the same. <laughs> but no. I, I did that with uh, Harvest by Neil Young. Yeah. I'd never listened to Neil Young before. I heard Heart of Gold when I was like 16. I thought, fuck this guy. He's just trying to copy <laughs> Bob Dylan. Because <laughs> yeah. I was a little Bob Dylan fan. But then... There's a sweeping statement. <laughs> but I just... Like, I just went into HMB one day, picked up Harvest. I was like, this seems to be the album I always hear about, and just fell in love with it. Yeah. I've done that as well, but right now, like, I, I did it with St. Vincent. I was like, right, what? who's this about? And I looked her up and listened to her on on YouTube, it would have been, and then decided that, because I liked it, bought the CD. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It, there's more people you can check out. I think that's the thing. Is like what on Spotify? It, yeah, if you buy a CD by a random person and you don't like it, yeah, you're kind of limited. But you can check out ten people that you don't know if you'll like, and if and if somebody really catches your attention, then you can go and immerse yourself into their music. So I think it's positive for that reason. But I also think having unlimited access to everything, it it's weird because. Do you ever get it that you you open up a streaming platform and you just don't know what you want to listen to? Yeah. You've got all of the released music in the world, pretty much. I do get that with my CD collection or record collection sometimes. Yeah, but I feel like with my CD collection, I'll look at it and eventually one of them, one of the CDs, will. it's just like, well, this is what I've got. I've got to choose something and then I'll put it on and yeah. I'll actually enjoy it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's why, though, I reckon, like, if you're someone... Like, I'm guessing me and you are the same. If you've come from a background of, like, right, I'm going to be, like, an avid buyer of LPs, uh, vinyls and albums and CDs. Yeah. Then I feel like you have, like, kind of, like, a dilemma in, like, the transition period of, yeah. like, going onto a platform, if you know what I mean. You're kind of like, oh, what what do I do? Like, do I just listen to music on Spotify or do I listen to a CD and it can, like... Yeah. It, it's, it's just, like, breaking your, hab- your way of listening to music. I mean... That an another aspect of it is supporting artists. Like, if a new artist releases a CD, I'll want to buy the CD from them because I know that money will help them. Yeah. To go further, whereas streams don't get them anything. Yeah. If there's something cool as well, just going to a gig, isn't it, and just buying buying a CD, yeah, from their merch, especially then. from their merch, because you know all of it is going to go to them probably. Unless <laughs> unless not. the venue taxes you your merch like some places, but like if it's an old if it, if it's an artist that's dead, 
I wouldn't feel at all cut up about just downloading their music because it's like YouTube converter, YouTube. <laughs> LimeWire for the people that remember that Rue Tracker. <laughs> Uh, like, like, when David Bowie's estate finally reissue low and it has a bunch of outtakes on it, I'm not going to spend 50 quid buying that. I'm going to spend that money buying new music. I'm going to download that because it's not like David Bowie's going to see the money from it. <laughs> I wonder if you'll stick by that. I think I would. I don't know. But I, I love it... buying them, them sorts of CDs sometimes. I bought the Bob Dylan one, like, a few years ago where I'd, like outtakes like seven different outtakes of like a song i love i love it but it's almost like a guilty pleasure like i feel like i've got to tactically buy things to support <laughs> the scene that i'm in myself because if like if somebody was gonna buy a david bowie reissue or a windshake cd do you know what i mean yeah i'd be devastated if they bought the david bowie one but I don't blame them because I'd probably buy the David Bowie I'd go into deep well. depression. <laughs> We've gone into a circle. <laughs> yeah, the death of the rock star. Back to that. Back to the death of the rock star. The death of the rock star. Have you ever wanted to be a rock star and wanted to act like a rock star? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, that... That's like, obviously, as a kid, yeah, I felt like that, like pretending to like stand in the mirror, looking at myself playing a guitar. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even a guitar; it was like a bagman and racket for me. Yeah. But when I've gotten older, like eighteen, nineteen, and I started like getting into like drinking and all that shit. Yeah. I definitely like had heroes where I was like, oh. Like, this is cool. Like, they they would... I think it's, like... I think it's because, like, I got so infatuated with musicians. Yeah. That I, like, I love their music and everything. And, like, sometimes their lifestyle is kind of, like, a reflection of their music. Or their music's, like, embedded in their lifestyle or whatever. Yeah. And I think that can, like emanate onto you or whatever so then i i guess i just i wasn't necessarily walking around oh i want to be a rock star but i was definitely thinking like oh yeah doing a gig now i'm gonna get fucked yeah off some whatever whiskey yeah (laughs) and and it kind of just went hand in hand so i guess in a way i was trying to like i don't feel like that as much anymore because like a lot of the like what i think you were mentioning it earlier yeah like a lot of books i read on rock stars now or when i read stuff on the line i kind of just think well i kind of don't want to have a life like that that's the thing because like i i know i did i i looked at liam gallagher as a prime example and romanticized that and thought, Oh yeah, that's great. That's what being in a band is about. I want to do that. I want to get drunk and, 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 and you know, like ultimately I think it's, I think a lot of people get sold on that myth more so than actually making music. And I think it's damaging because like, I remember not so long ago, I saw a band playing a gig 
and they had a full room and the band was so drunk that, that like the singer was literally unable to stand straight on stage. And that's, he probably thought that was rock and roll, but I don't think that's rock and roll. I think mm. that's insulting your audience. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, ultimately, I don't know, I think like the older you get or the more experienced you get, there comes a point or there came a point for me where I thought that's not, that's not rock and roll. I'm just playing to 10 people in a bar. Mm. And if I'm, if I get drunk after that, that doesn't make me any more mm. of a successful musician or a good musician. It just makes me drunk. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And like, ultimately what will get you there, what will actually make you a good musician is practicing your instrument mm. and putting hard work in. And it's what all the bands did. Even Oasis. They practice <laughs> five days a week. Liam Gallagher can't even fucking play guitar, can he? I think he, I think he can now. There's a few videos of it on the internet. But like Songbird was the only song he wrote, wasn't it? In Oasis? No. He wrote he wrote a number of songs in Oasis. What, like what? I'm out of time. I don't know that one. He he wrote a couple of songs per album. I only in the know later years. I only, Yeah. I only know Songbird. Well, that that's, that is besides the point, anyway. Yeah. I think people like Scott Walker are an interesting example of people that had the fame, hated it, and ran away from it because it didn't actually fulfil them. Do you know what I mean? Like, Scott Walker basically lived as far away from the public eye as he possibly mm. could from the 70s and onwards. And he still made good music when yeah. he was in his reclusive stage. Yeah. And I guess that's what it's all about in it really, is making good music if you if that's your objective. If you're trying to make music, I guess that's what it's about. Yeah. Just inspiring people, whatever. Or inspiring yourself. Or making yourself feel good. But it's like you like when you were saying like uh did you want to be a rock star? Yeah. That's just like one thought in the mind. Like, yeah. That, like, when I was saying, like, oh yeah, I did want to be a rock star. I tried to live that lifestyle. That was just like a small little thing on my plate. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, in reality, you have your own problems. You have your own insecurities. You have your own whatever, and you just like I, I, I just my main focus has always just been like playing music yeah like an instrument or whatever or like writing songs or whatever yeah and sometimes you just get caught up in like other things like drinking and all that stuff <laughs> yeah i don't know like for me it was definitely a a, a big thing cuz i had this idea that all music had ended and all good music ended in 1987 which is a preposterous statement <laughs> when you think about it but <laughs> when i saw the supersonic documentary about oasis that was when i decided that i actually wanted to be in a band and i moved to the uk but looking back on it what i wanted to be was a musician but i thought what i wanted to be was a rock star like i think i got confused oasis uh, were like a fucking disease for that yeah, because like I lo like they did that to me as well. Like I, I loved different types of music, but for some reason, when I first heard Oasis, yeah, 
that was like, oh yeah, I want, I want to be like that, whatever yeah. that is. Wasn't someone telling us? Was it hair in music? Yeah. That apparently that Dave. Yeah, Dave. Shout out to Dave. Don't. If anyone ever goes to Heron Music, it's a good shop in Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> it is. The, uh, what was I going to say? The finest supplier of music equipment. Yeah, he, he was saying to us when we went in there before that, when Oasis came out, everyone, or was it Steve? It was one of, I, I don't fucking matter, but they were just saying, like, one of them guys was saying that everyone just was trying to buy a guitar. Yeah, that would have been Dave. Steve has no time for Oasis. Yeah, I think I think I think they did inspire a lot of people to pick up. Like they literally insp- they didn't inspire me to pick up a guitar, but they inspired me to, to try to pursue it. I think mm. a lot of people, a lot of people got inspired. Like Arctic Monkeys, I think they started off just doing Oasis covers, and I think that whole mid two thousands wave of indie bands all directly got inspired they must Oasis. they must have been like 13 14 15 when they were doing that then because they they that video where alex turner looks really fucking young and they're doing i bet look at the dance floor yeah he's only like 17 and then or 18 <laughs> that's what i always find mad about uh paul weller from yeah. the jam that like the jam split up when he's like 23 or whatever and start style cancel. <laughs> that those kinds of thoughts depress me a bit because, like, you look at Eddie Jobson, who Frank Zappa once described as the best musician that nobody knows, and he was twenty three when UK ended, and he'd already played with Roxy Music, mm. Frank Zappa, Curved Air, and UK. What did he do in Roxy Music? He played keyboards and violin. He replaced Brian Eno, and like. But then again, you look at Noel Gallagher, and he was 27 when Definitely Maybe came out. Like, he didn't even know he was going to be a musician when he was 23. He yeah. was just a roadie. Do you know what I mean? Age I think, doesn't matter. I think that's another fucking point, is, like, comparing your life and your trajectory to other people's is... It's a bit pointless. Like, you can have heroes that you aspire towards but putting putting the pressure on yourself because somebody else has achieved something that you haven't is pointless because everybody's everybody's path is different man (laughs) you know yeah it's hard not to get existential when you talk about these things i don't know these days as well you can constantly like you can you can spend the majority of your time on social media looking up other people's successes yeah and like i feel like that is like becoming like a bit of a cliche thing to say to say because yeah. a lot of people say it but i think it's becoming a cliche thing because it's because it's become a problem for so many people 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 are yeah yeah because you're showing what you want to show on social media, which in most everybody's case is the positive parts of your life. But then when people look at that and take that as the whole of somebody else's life, then they'll feel 
depressed or I've lost my train of thought. It's not it's not a bad thing though, is it either to just because they're gonna like if you're a, if you're a band or musician, just to like keep a bracket on yeah. this uh, subject, it's kind of like you can like you're gonna want to post things for lots of different reasons. Like one, you're probably just gonna want to post just to show people, like, oh look, I'm having a fun time, and then you're also gonna want to do it as like. As a as like an advertisement tool, and you're also gonna want to do it probably just to actually show people like kind of to glorify your success in a way. It's like like if you're gonna play some huge stage or a festival, or if you if you play the fucking pyramid stage of Glastonbury and you're not that big of a band, you're gonna want to post about it and show everyone. Yeah, and then like, cause why wouldn't you want to do that? But yeah. like that, that is like a weird concept, which I just blows my mind sometimes. Is that like we kind of all just do things like that now? Yeah. Because that 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 is just the the modern life, though, isn't it? Really, it's just social media. <laughs> but it's like people used to do that back in the day, but it probably would have just been on a way smaller scale. It, it probably would have been like one big event where it's like, right, we're gonna like what Oasis did that. What, where was it? They Net played, worth. Yeah, where they just made it into like a big documentary or whatever. Yeah, well, they didn't make that documentary until 25 years after the event. People knew about it. I don't know. But they filmed it all, didn't they? And yeah. I don't know. I think, like, of course, if you have an achievement, you want to show off that achievement. And when we released our first album, I posted about that because it was a big deal for me. Yeah. But also just because it's an informative thing because it's yeah. like if anybody does care then this is where you can find it do you know what I mean yeah it's we're all a part of it as well like we're all in the same boat whether you're a musician an actor like just or whether you're just someone who just likes to post up what you're shopping daily I don't know. It's I like d- being an artist on social media. Like you've got a like most artists are probably introverted people. I don't know. I think some some people are, some people aren't. You get yeah. all sorts of people making art. I personally don't want to show my life on social media because I don't think it's anybody's business. And the people who are in my life will know about it anyway. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> the way you look at me, that was so serious. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 kind of it's strange talking about these things because I do wonder whether anybody listening to this will just think we sound like a pair of pretentious <laughs> bastards. Do you know what I mean? Oh fuck, man! I don't want to show my social my life on social media. Yeah, well, nobody fucking cares. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like. Whoever is listening, they might care. They might care. Yeah. Look at them. Well, think, they, yeah. The, but a band is kind of like a business. Like not, it's not a business. But yeah. you've got you like you haven't got to do anything. But like normally, like 
just the whole thing, like bans on social media, like that whole thing. Like, do you think more, like, would most people do it if they didn't have to do it? Well, I think some people would. I think the people who <laughs> naturally gravitate towards social media as individuals yeah. who like to post up selfies every day mm. of what they've been doing would naturally do. And I think the people who naturally don't do that, yeah. as is our case, or mine anyway, struggle with doing it for their creative endeavours. But I do agree with you that, like, as a band, it's just a necessary evil. But it's also, like, it's a stupid question as well, it might be off, because it is, like, saying, like, would you breathe if you didn't have to? Because it's kind of, it's just become, like, an extension. Like, it is, like, another limb, our phone, is I don't, I don't feel like that. Well, I'm pretty I sure I most people do. I didn't have a smartphone for two years until about three months ago. Yeah, but you're an exception. Yeah, but no, I don't think, like not. No, I, I get what you're saying. I, I know, I know that most. I know that that's not the case for most people. But I don't feel like a smartphone is an extension of our limbs. I just think people have bought into the the con that it is. Walk into the center of Bristol. No, I know. Pretty much everyone will be like. Yeah, we'll just be stare like. But if something, if some miracle happened and all smartphones just stopped working forever, it's not like people would stop breathing and stop living. We'd still, to all intents and purposes, be able to carry on with our lives, and I'm sure a lot of people would probably be affected by that, it with their mental health. We have also mainly, but. Touched upon the disadvantages. Like there is a fuck ton of advantages to having a phone. Yeah, I I like like I'm like it it like. Uh, watching bands on social media and stuff, and it's good accumulating different music. It's good for information, and it's good for entertainment. It's like a library in your pocket, and you can also just access, like, the art itself like performances in the case of music or songs or whatever. Yeah. But like I find it funny to see what bands are up to when they post to social media, but Yeah. It can be interesting, can't it? Can it, be like, it, oh what what are these guys doing then? But it's to me anyway, it's 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 curiosity, but I don't feel like I'd be able to enjoy their music any less if I couldn't see mm. that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's a fair point. I like th- this could like tie into though the like this could tie into like the death of the rock star because <laughs> like you can't you can't go filming yourself like you can't go filming yourself <laughs> sniffing lines of fucking cocaine or not that anybody in this band actually does that yeah the no. record like yeah you can't well you can't i don't fucking know people i guess maybe you can, do though you look you look at some of the rap videos and they they try the, they try to perpetuate that kind of image i don't know that like, you can't like I, I don't see rock bands doing it with with illegal drugs because it's illegal but like i remember there was this metal band who played at the o2 academy once where i used to work and they were swigging from Jack Daniels bottles on stage and it was all like, yeah, rock and roll, manly rock and roll. <laughs> and like s- somebody who worked there 
sniff the bottles and it was apple juice you know what i mean but they were Fucking trying out. who to- who told you that uh, was some someone security guard do you think he was pulling your sleeve my sleeve <laughs> I wasn't wearing sleeves. <laughs> I don't, I don't, look, I don't know. Like, like he might, they might not have been, but I don't think, I don't think it would be the first case of somebody being like, oh yeah, I drink whiskey from the bottle, man, because mm. they saw a photograph of Jimmy Page doing it in 1975. Mm. But it's like, it, it's an image that people want to, to portray and it might be a fake image. Then again, you do get some people who genuinely are out of their brains. But is that to assist their creative purposes or is it because they're, they've got substance abuse problems? You've you know already I mean? mentioned in this conversation that you saw a band that were off their face. Yeah, no, they were <laughs> off their face and they played a shit gig. Yeah. You know, and the room was full of, full of all their friends and family. But like a non-biased audience member would have looked at that and thought, this is a shambles. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, I don't know. Or maybe you would have thought, oh, this is so real. I don't know. Different strokes for different folks, I guess. I think there's a part of... I think there, there's, there's a morbid side of the human nature that we like to see people in extreme situations disgracing themselves. Because, like, I find it hilarious to see the footage of Liam Gallagher in Wembley Stadium when he's drunk and just ranting through every song. But, and it is, on one hand, yeah, it's entertaining. On the other hand, he'd just been divorced the day before. He was probably going through a shit time. And and that was his way of coping. Do you know what I mean? The Liam Gallagher historian of you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I... You know, and that like, I think it's a thing that I'll, I'll, like like the the press, especially in this country, love to hound people who are vulnerable. And you see, Amy, <laughs> Amy, Amy Winehouse is the classic example. It's of weird some, you mention her because I was gonna I was gonna bring her up. Like she's the classic example of someone who was really vulnerable, and and people just made fun of it. And oh, it's funny. Oh, she's drunk. Oh, this. The oh, she's dead. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like. It's it's a joke until it's not a joke anymore, and you've just literally witnessed the unraveling of somebody's life for entertainment. I think as well, like with Amy Winehouse, just from stories I've heard of, like people I've known, it's like do you know, like when I was a kid, like I think my mum took me to go and see like Busted, yeah, and it was kind of like a family sort of like, well. I wouldn't have been aware of it if people were in the audience, like, getting off their face or whatever. But it was kind of like, yeah, busted. And it's like, like, with Amy Winehouse, I think, like, a lot of mums were taking their little girls to go and see, like, Amy Winehouse, like, the poster girl. Possibly. And and when they got that, they just realised that she was off her face, swearing... And I think some people found it, like, rude, if you know what I mean. Because she was just on, like, you can see some of her, her performances on YouTube. Yeah. Where she's fucked. Like, personally, I, I I wouldn't care. If it, like, hindered her performance and you'd paid money, 
it probably there probably would have been one side of us like oh this is quite entertaining like what's she gonna do next she's like a fucking she's like gonna fall over or is she gonna like just throw a microphone or so i don't know just do something crazy the thing is that if i watch if i see a video of amy winehouse in that kind of state i just feel bad for her yeah because she's because she, she died, so she died, and now it's apparent that nobody around her was taking care of her. Yeah, and if if she had actually just been taken care of instead of just being put on the stage like a sort of circus act, she might still be alive. We don't know that though, do we? Like she could have been one into do. Like she could have just. She could have just. Like I'm not saying it's her fault, but she could have been, like. And I, I want to do this. I want to go on stage every night and play. She didn't though. Like, what she, what she actually did. I don't, I don't know much. Suppose, well, I don't know. Like, supposedly in the documentary that they made called Amy, her friend says that she was sick of playing the same songs, and she just wanted to get in the studio and make some new music. She didn't want to do the performances at the festival, and the management kind of pressured her into doing it. Was that before? Is that a festival in Az- I think it was in Azerbaijan where she walked off after one song. Fucking hell, I didn't she know was that. Hammered. It's a it's a pretty grueling watch, but it's an it's a pretty good it's a good documentary if you want to get. I uh, I would be I'd like to watch that. An idea of her story. Was she? Was that story you're mentioning? Was that like while she was getting into drugs and alcohol, or was that like when it was? well advanced into it like i think it was her last performance or one of her last performances and it was after she'd been to rehab and and whatnot i saw like a little documentary of her on it on a tour playing like really small venues in the uk yeah when she wasn't famous yeah where she's like an upcoming act and she seemed she seemed like quite like energetic then to just be like like she was saying to a band like oh what what like where's the weed like i know weed's only weed but she seemed a bit like she she seemed like the type of person who wanted to party if you know what i mean who knows i don't feel like i've got the authorities to discuss amy winehouse because i don't really know enough about her life yeah i don't know i think like same i we don't know she was a rock star yeah i fucking love her music i'd she was a rock star but she didn't make rock did she there's there's a contradiction i've contradicted myself (laughs) (laughs) yeah well that's what i mean on it like you don't i don't think you have to i don't think the term rock star just came from people who were playing rock music no but yeah i think We've we've rambled sufficiently. We've gone over the time that we said. What time? What? How long have we been? How long have we been I, speaking I, for? I, I don't know. Well, people of the internet, if anybody's managed to make it this far, I guess the only thing that I have to say is that nothing is. None of this is a universal truth. And I don't think either of her experts on any of this were just having a chat. And we think it might be interesting to listen to. We chat a lot we're about not, music. 
Yeah. We're not claiming to, to know anything. I am. I'm, joking, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not claiming to know anything. Uh, the, every, like, everything we've been talking about, though, like, I, I think it all merges together. Yeah. And then, I guess, in a way, you still just get up and just want to play music. And, like... Yeah. We are just, I guess, in a, in another way, like a product of this time. Where, like, if we were year like fifty years ago, we'd probably be, we'd probably have a way different perspective of the world and the music industry and everything we've just spoke about. But we're the product of our circumstances and our time. Yeah, everybody is, regardless <laughs> of what time they're born in. I think the weird thing now, though, is that. In our time, because we've got the internet, we've got way more access to media from the past. So we think we have a better idea of the past than people in the past would have had of their past. Mm. But really, we probably don't. It's like the other day when we had a gig. Uh, our electricity run out. Yes. <laughs> uh key didn't work like we put money back on the key and then that didn't work yes and then we had no electricity or no which meant our boiler was turned off yeah for like six hours and we were all pulling our hair out like the Kensian orphans <laughs> Bo- <laughs> boiling water to make a cup of tea on the gas stove <laughs> it was dire <laughs> I thought we couldn't even use the stove. Oh, no, it was yeah, the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> then we had to drive around Bristol for like two hours. No, it was like an hour. Looking for a shop that could give us a key. Mm. But that just gave you a little glimpse of what life could be like without electricity. Because we were like, oh, after the gig, we're going to have to come back here and light candles because we won't even have lights. Yeah. Because we just, I just thought the word, I thought the worst thing that was going to happen was that we just wouldn't have electricity for like two days. We would have been plunged into a simpler time. And yet, because we had, we had a portable charger, <laughs> me and Oliver could both charge our phones and look up Instagram. <laughs> it's a weird world we live in, to be sure. <laughs> yeah, that... that. Yeah. Well, I think that's a wrap. And on that note, (laughs) people of the internet, (laughs) safe on your travels until the next time. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out.